Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Liam. And this is the podcast where we talk to actors about the roles they didn't get. But absolutely could have played. Welcome to this episode of Roles I Could Have Played. Now today we are delighted to welcome to the pod Jenna Boyd. Now Jenna has been a staple in West End and regional musical theatre for over 10 years and has appeared in Les Mis, The Beautiful Game, The Sound of Music, Willy Wonka, I Can't Sing, Wind of the Willows, the list truly goes on. She is amazing. She's also appeared on television in Casualty, Heartbeat, Corrie, Tracy Ullman's show. She was even in Tom Hooper's film adaptation of Les Mis iconic welcome Jenna and thank you so much for being here with us well I'm blushing (laughs) also by the way I'll take 10 years I'll take which makes me what does that make me 31 yeah 10 years years. (laughs) we'll go for that yeah nobody have a look at when beautiful game was actually out (laughs) (laughs) Jenna we just want to kick off and say now you are in the current West End cast of the um, Olivier award-winning come from away and Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were there the night the West End sort of got the news to be shutting down. Would you be well, able to tell us a little bit about what that night was like? It was the. It was like um. It was like being in a film that you don't want to be part of. I never thought I'd say that. I'd for the first sort of three or four months actually of COVID, I would say that to people. I feel like I'm playing a lead in a movie that I don't want to be in. Never did anyone think you'd say that. So that that night, um, we get to work, and I'm the equity dep on the show. So. I'm on a what of you you know WhatsApp groups for everything, but you have a WhatsApp depth group, and it's coming up to the half, and my phone is like ping ping, and turn it on silent because it's getting irritating, and people saying we're not going on tonight, we've been told we're not going on tonight, we'll be back tomorrow, we've been told we're closed. I then at in fact I reposted it um, on the sixteenth. I got a text message at about I'm going to say about uh, about seven o'clock from. Paul, who is like, he's now the Secretary of Equity. Um, and you were going on at 7.30, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's half, basically. Uh, I get a message that came up on the debt group saying, uh, SALT, due to the government advice, SALT has uh, advised that um, the shows will be closing. And then a separate paragraph, and it said, um, uh, as of now, the West End is closed. God. That's what it said. As of now, the West End is closed. Something, yeah, words to that effect. Anyway, it was at that very moment we get, ladies and gentlemen, can we have the full com- come from away company to the stage? Now, I've said this before. There's only like there is a very few times you get full company. It'll be full cast or full company. Either means you've won an award or you're closing. It's yeah. it's, it's rarely good news. Yeah, and we're just like, what what is happening? Uh, and we go down to the stage, and our lovely producer John. He's stunning there, and he um, was absolutely grey. He looked like he was in shock. He looked like he'd just seen a hideous car accident, ashen. And he said, I'm really sorry to tell you this, um, but due to the government advice that, you know, no one's to go to the theatre, the show is closed as of now. Wow. How did that feel? Was was everyone sort of in a bit of shock, or what do you do with yourself? What we, we knew that we knew we were not going to be performing. Like we knew we weren't going to be going on that night, really. I had like half a head of big girls in, you know, ever in hope that yeah. <laughs> we were hopeful. You know. Glass half full. Do you know what I mean? People were doing their makeup like, but yeah. we we weren't going to perform that night. We didn't. I didn't expect to hear the words. The show has closed. We're closed. The show's cancelled now. 
I somehow thought it would be more like, hi guys, due to what they've said, um, we won't be performing this evening. We'll have another look at it. And we you know we might be away for, you know, we, we might be closed for X amount, but this was finite. This was, we're closed as of now. It's over. And so now, now we've sort of been through lockdown creatively. What have you been doing in, in lockdown to, to just sort of keep you going and, and stay creative? It took me, I'll be honest, it took me a really long time to want to be creative. I was, and I, a lot of my friends, I think, dealt with this maybe better than me, but this, I was not, it, it hit me really hard. It, it's all I've ever wanted my whole life. Like, I can't, I, I came out of the womb doing show tunes. Do you know what I mean? The, the, people say, what made you want to be an actress? I'm like, I don't know, I was just born like that. Like, that's it. And someone It was never a decision to make. No, exactly. It was, I didn't decide it had been ordained like it was a thing that's how it was going to be and then someone took that away and i was like i quite i floundered i have to say and then it was the first sort of time that i sort of did anything creative was um my lovely and new friend who i've actually never now i've never met in person uh reese reese carriage oh my god i get his name wrong all the time (laughs) (laughs) but that's not right like kedgery he has got more ideas than any other human being I know. He's like a bouncing ball of ideas. Such a talented man. Um, And he reached out on Twitter in the late summer, I'd say, and said, I've written some monologues. Does someone want to do them? And I messaged back going, I'll I'll do one if you like. And he was like, oh my God, yes, thank you. So we, I had a look at this monologue, really funny. Um, and he was really open to ideas and he wasn't like, no, this is how I've written it and this is how it has to stay. And he was really open to sort of working with me and, and, you know, talking about the direction of this monologue. We did this monologue one time and never spoke about it again, but he said to me at the end of our little kind of like, you know, workshop, he was like, have you ever thought about directing anything? And I was like, no, (laughs) he was like, no, you should. I've written a thing. Will you direct it? And I'm not lying to you, I heard myself saying, yeah, I'd love to. And me being like, what is wrong with you? What? <laughs> and then I didn't hear anything for a few weeks. And then one day I get this, you know, you've been added to a WhatsApp group. It's like, hi guys, we've got our cast, we've got our director, Jenna Boyd. And I remember going, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those though where you, you get it and you're like, oh, this seemed great. And now I've actually got to do it. <laughs> This is a joke. No. When I said yes, I didn't mean yes. Someone else said yes. Like, ridiculous. And then I, I don't know, what am I going to do? <laughs> not just directing, but directing over Zoom because we can't see each other. What the fuck is happening? I mean, there's no um, BA for that. No. There is not a fucking BA for that, I can tell you. <laughs> anyway, so we then started looking at the script and he'd come up with an absolutely brilliant idea. And here's something I've discovered over lockdown that um, I'm actually quite good at writing uh, natural conversational dialogue. Who knew? Because mm-hmm. I didn't. But it's something that turns out I'm quite good at. Woo. Amazing. So we started working on that and um, working on his original idea. And sort of it went from being a, a duologue into a 15 minute, six person episode, let's right. say. Um, and we had some absolutely brilliant actresses that he'd already got involved um, and we worked, you know, I worked with them and we put out this thing in uh, called, um, now it used to be called Got Played, 
and that it's always in my phone has got play because that's what it was always called but it's actually called the gift that keeps giving the gift that keeps giving not on giving but giving um and i remember watching back going this is funny like these girls are funny funny girls and they really got the style and then from there because this is reese who's always working on like 12 different things at once he was like let's let's make it into like a mini series so there we go we filmed the second one we're writing the third one and when the fourth one is is sitting there waiting so that and i have to say without covid there is no chance that i would have even entertained writing directing anything yeah that is amazing that is amazing you've completely turned your hand to something new yeah and really different well it's been amazing listening to the roles you know everything you've done and everything we've talked about what you've been doing in covid but we're here today to talk about that one role that you didn't get (laughs) that you absolutely could have played so what was that role for you and how did the original audition come about so i mean when you say one that's tough that's a tough (laughs) thing um i think the one that hit me the hardest was not and i didn't even get close uh for tracy in hairspray all those years ago yeah i I didn't even get close i went through a terrible phase in my 20s of being terrible at auditions Hmm. Uh, through nerves and then because the nerves made the auditions not good i then wasn't good and it was just like sort of perpetuated but what was made worse by that was i was like 24 i think when 24 25 when it was when it was happening so like a long time ago a long time ago (laughs) two Um, years ago love (laughs) well you apparently i'm only 30 so yeah like six years ago it's great (laughs) um i remember social media wasn't really a thing we just about had myspace and facebook was just about being spoken about that's kind (laughs) of even think i'd heard of facebook at the time or i don't so it was things like it was online forums and people just used to like talk. Anyway, I was doing Les Mis, um, and our company manager came into the dressing room to say this. I don't know why going, you're being spoken about online. Am I? What, what do you mean? What's, oh my God, what have I done? He said, yeah, for Tracy and hairspray. And immediately that kind of pressure and that kind of expectation isn't great with me. Wow. And also, don't look when you when someone's written something about you try not to look i mean but of course i do of course i look i could not have gotten home quick enough because there's no there's no smartphones you have to wait till you get home to use your computer at home like that <laughs> okay well, i remember one of the things that someone said is she's too old she's 30 and she looks it <gasps> how dare you ever were how dare you i was 24 I was absolutely furious. That was the worst thing. I still remember it. She's 30 and she looks it. How dare you? I literally (sighs) took my breath away. That was really hard because there was such an, because I'd not long done Acorn Antiques and there was such an expectation for me to get that part. Because people were talking about you. Yeah, and I didn't get you. It wasn't that I didn't get it. I didn't even get close. I mm. got cut after the second round. Mm. Mm. Um, I couldn't sing it. Sits in a really, it's, I probably could now, but certainly then it sat in a terrible place for me. Mm. Um, and that, uh, it was really hot. I felt embarrassed. 
because I just felt that so many people had expected me to get it. And off of the back of that, I actually, do you know what? I've totally like merged these two stories. I was a hairspray came around twice. It was whilst I was doing Acorn Antiques that I didn't get it. And when it came around the second time, here we go. When it came around the second time, they wouldn't see me because they said I was too old. And that's when I was 25. There you go. That I merged yeah. these stories. And when I said it, I was like, wait a moment. I remember crying on the shoulder of a cast member of Acorn Antiques because I've gotten cut yeah. and saying, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. And she said to me, don't tell people what you've worked for. And now I don't talk, I don't really tell people that I have auditions. I kind of keep it to myself yeah. because of that. And then when it came around again, when I was in Les Mis, I remember seeing the casting director, you'll have to look it up if you want to know who it was. Um, I bumped into them on the, tr on the bus on my way home and they said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm covering Madame T in Les Mis. And from that moment, she's too old. They wouldn't even say, I called them up. I, eh, I'll say it, I called them and I begged for them to see me. No, you're too old. I was 25. 25. 25. But because it's, I it's 17. Like, but it's the perception of you covering Madame T that somehow has skewed someone's, but it's like- That is exactly what happened. I saw, I, I, when I said it, I saw the penny drop and went, Oh, why did you say, you shouldn't have said that? You shouldn't have said that, you shouldn't have said that, you shouldn't have said that. Okay, so um, just going back to that original, the first time round, yeah. when you did get that original meeting, if you can sort of paint a scene for us or describe what your initial gut reaction was. I, I remember being really excited about it. I remember, I remember going through the, the material with my mum in a taxi. She'd come to see Icon Antiques and we were in a cab. And we were going through the stuff. That is such a cute image. Yeah, that's my lovely mum. <laughs> I don't what I I get a feeling about whether I've got a job or not. And I have to be honest, I am right 99% of the time. Even if I've done an absolutely smashing audition, I can walk out and go, I'm just not gonna get it. And I can't can't explain how I know and it's from my very first job my very first job the beautiful game I remember being on the escalators at Angel going down and standing there and going oh my god I've got that and wow. I don't know how I know but I yeah. do and and I, I'll be honest I'm I can't think of a time that I've been wrong negative or positive I, yeah. I can't think of a time I'm never shocked yeah that's the thing when I get the call from my agent I know it's coming and I know sort of what she's going to say which is shitty in some ways, uh, and good in another. And it doesn't, by the way, it even when I think I haven't got it, I still wait for it to call me. Be like, oh, you know the answers. Stop, just <laughs> let it go, Boyd. Um, yeah. We did the dance round. So this is what I remember from that Hairspray auditions. We did the dance round and we had to come and go, I'm Tracy, and do that bit, whatever it is. And that was fine. And then they had us sing Good Morning Baltimore. And I was like, this is not going well it is not good in my voice and then they called people to stay and I wasn't one of them and I was going back to do Acorn Antiques that night and I got a cab back from the theater from where we were doing the auditions which is that place by Selfridges Dance Works is it called Dance oh Works? yes yeah yeah, oh, yeah yeah by um yeah I know exactly where. The, literally the up, up this, yeah that street there oh I got god Took me right back into the. Oh, hey, I... <laughs> yeah, here it. Oh, auditions. Remember those things? Oh, <laughs> um, 
No, I got a cab back and just about held it together and walked into the theatre and cried. I obviously knew I hadn't got it because they cut me. Um, for me, it was more the disappointment because of the expectation because I, I should have got further with that. I should have got further. And that is what started my nerves, my 10-year battle with um, audition nerves. That was when it came because of the expectation that I should have got something and didn't. Yeah, yeah. And, but not even that I should have got, but I certainly should have got further. I should have been in the final and I wasn't in the final because I didn't do well. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not saying that I would have got it over who, no one ended up getting it in the end because it got pulled that year. And then by the time it did come around, I was too old. Well, you spoke a little bit about going through the lines in the car, uh, in the taxi with your mum. Did you do any, was there any other sort of prep you did? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I, I think I listened to the soundtrack and I was painfully aware that I couldn't sing it. And I knew that. I knew that it wasn't in my voice. And I went and found, after that, I remember I went and found a new singing teacher. And I remember saying to them, his name's Jeremy Fisher, he's brilliant. And I remember saying, you know, I should have got it, I should have got it. I really wanted it. And he said, why are you talking like this is the only role you'll ever play? And I was like, because there aren't many roles, some, you know, my casting, who gets to take the final bow? He was like, is that why you wanted it? And I was like, mm, yeah. And he was like, well, that's not good enough reason, is it? And I was like, nope. But it was. That was to, to be the lead. Is it the best part that's ever been written? No. But it, it was a part for someone in my casting. And he was like, you're acting. And that was the other thing. He said, your career is literally here. And you have all these years to go. Something else will come along. He was quite right, mm. it did. Um, mm. You know, 20 years later, something utterly ph phenomenal arrived on my doorstep and can't, I still don't believe it. I still don't believe it. But yeah, that was, I tried to sing along with the, the soundtrack. Tried to, they never heard the script. I never got that far. Um, do you find that just throughout your career, sort of looking back, say that was like sort of right at the beginning, do you find that you, the, the type of work you do now sort of changes depending on how much you do or don't want the role, how has your prep sort of developed over the years in terms of auditions? That's a really good question. I, um, <laughs> I recently had a conversation about self-tapes with a very successful friend of mine who was giving me some tips because he gets most of the stuff. He, he probably gets 50%, which is a lot of the stuff he goes for. because he's he a hell of a lot. A lot. Yeah, he does so well. And one of the things he said to me, he said about prep. I was like, what? He was like, you know, you've got to rehearse it. And I was like, oh, it's novel. And I remember talking to him afterwards, being like going, you know, doing some of the tapes and being like, it's amazing that at 40 odd years of age, someone had to tell me to rehearse. I never thought about it. I was just getting up, having a quick, 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 you know, that's fine. And just do it. No, Jenna, rehearse your stuff. What is wrong with you? Like someone had to tell me. If it's theatre, I will rehearse it. I'd never thought about it for TV, to rehearse it like that, to get the camera set up and to do it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's embarrassing. I actually had to have someone tell me how to do that. Like, ridiculous. You're not alone, you're not alone. There is, we talked to so many people that say, I got in the audition and realized I'd never done this out loud in full voice, or I've never done this standing up. That, and yeah. they just haven't. Dialogue, script work for theatre, for a long time, I hadn't even noticed it, but you know, you're like, oh, so, 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 so. quietly to yourself. And then yeah. you get up and like, oh, oh shit. Okay, I have to do this. And people don't rehearse anymore. So as I've gotten older, 
I rehearse more. I'm not embarrassed. Who are you embarrassed in front of? Nobody. But somehow it feels embarrassing. No, it doesn't yeah. anymore. I say this to people that I teach. I'm like, the best thing you can learn, that the piece of advice that I would give anybody going into training, just coming out of training, and I wish someone had given me that advice, but don't be frightened of looking a dick. Look stupid. That's great. I spent so long being terrified of getting it wrong. And I still, you know what? To some extent, I'm still like that now, and it holds you back. Be okay to look foolish. Be okay to look stupid. It's all right. Be okay to offer a suggestion that gets turned down. Like, I'm going to name drop here. I remember, ready for it? I remember Celia Immel. Hello. Um, offering up something in an antiques rehearsal. What about this? And hit, wait for the other one. Ready? Trevor Jackson. No, it wasn't. Anyway. Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. Trevor Nunn, Trevor Nunn, not Trevor fucking Jackson. Trevor Nunn, I got it wrong. Trevor Nunn literally looked at her and went, no. And I went, oh, God. And she went, okay, oh, and gave him something else. I was like, oh, that's amazing. She didn't, I would have died a thousand deaths. A thousand deaths. And she didn't. And that, I have strived to be like that. Strive to offer up something. No, okay, no worries. I'll give you something else. Try. That and is so cool that you can place that as a memory, as like a lesson yeah. learned. And it was a huge thing, a huge thing. Like there were turning points. The other thing, one of the best bits of advice I ever got, and I could have saved myself a lot of money in drama school training if I just watched this. <laughs> you ever watch this? Uh, it's a documentary called um, Every Little Step. The making of they filmed the audition process for. I don't even know oh, yeah. what it was. Um, um, a line. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was the director, I think it was, said, when you are when you are auditioning for a Broadway show, you are not doing an audition. You are giving an opening night performance. And I remember literally going, Ooh. Well, I can do that. And that was the turning point for wow. my career. There was like a literally I cut if you look sort of pre- 2013 and a post 2013 there is a huge difference and a lot of it had to do with audition like my approach to auditions um that and, and it was your opening night opening night performance oh i can do a performance I, love that. I know how to perform i know how to be on stage i know how to give that what i'm not very good at is going, oh my God, can, I'm gonna, you're gonna judge me. I'm gonna stand here and you're gonna judge. I'm not good at that. Don't like to feel judged, nobody does. But when you're performing, you're in a different space. You're giving a different, it's just different. It's a different you're not chemical you. thing. Yeah, you're not you, you're, give, you're being someone else and doing that I can do. I just wanna ask as well, just to wrap up on the Tracy thing, how do you remember what it felt like to say goodbye to that? And say goodbye to that experience and sort of more broadly how do you tend to say goodbye to things you don't get now um i'm literally speaking about this to friends of mine we had a little like zoom chat the other day and i'm better than i was um i tend to, <laughs> you know what's what the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else isn't that a phrase <laughs> that would be that would be how i that was how i did it you're saying goodbye to tracy was easier the second time because I just wasn't in the running. They just wouldn't see me. There yeah. was nothing I could do to make them see me because they just thought I was too old. Saying goodbye to it the first time, I guess, again, was was easier because I, it, you know, 
put myself in the world of Acorn Antiques, where I was, I was playing a great part, a great job, and I just immersed myself in that. But yeah, historically, the best way I have gotten over one is to get under another. Come from away, like how that came around, I had just not got Madame Tenardier. And when I mean just not got, I just not got it. My agent called to tell me about this audition from like far from away home, come back, whatever it was called, because I'd never heard of it. Not to this truth, I had been lying on my sofa. I was moving, surrounded by boxes, eating biscotti out of a jar with a spoon. (laughs) Literally, my agent was like, I'm just checking you're alive. She was like, you get one day of this and it's back on the wagon because this has come through. And I was like, I don't care, I want anything else. And then I cannot tell you how quickly I forgot. Yeah. That, yeah. But now look, in lockdown, I've done a lot of self-tapes, a lot of self-tapes that I have not got. I don't know whether it's just because I'm not surrounded by people in the business. I'm not surrounded by people at all. But I think about it for a couple of days and then it's gone. Yeah. That's fine. I do. And I literally was talking about it with, it was it was actually Rachel Tucker and Mary Doherty. We had a little Zoom, a little gym night. A gym, gym night? No, we did not. Gym. Gym <laughs> night is what we had. We definitely, yeah, we had a gym night. No, no one would believe it, even if it was true. Yeah, we were giving it. No, we were not. We were not. We were this. This. What were you doing? Boring. Boring. Um, we were talking about that. And it was something Rachel said. She's like, once she's breast send, it's got to go. Send a go. And I'm like, I'm better. It, it's maybe like the next day I'll spend the next day like this. Why are you not calling me? <laughs> yeah. And then it'll go. If you could sort of go back and sort of share your experiences you've had with your younger self just oh starting God, out in the industry I would what love would... to do that I would love to yeah. do that yeah <laughs> what um, would you say chill the fuck out Boyd chill out relax so in like intense and panicked about life just relax don't worry about looking stupid don't worry and I'm still not good at this stop comparing yourself to everybody Jenna stop comparing yourself I and I at some point I suppose when I'm 80 I'll go I wish I could go back to 40 something year old Jenna and tell her to stop comparing herself because <laughs> that's what I, I don't I don't know if I'll ever be better at it I'm better than I was but it's something that I still struggle with it's something that I still have to deal with and also remember that you actually really are meant to like what you do like I love what I do but there mm. are like you go through these auditions and you're like, I can't do it. My husband's like, you need to quit and find another job. He does not mean it. He's like, because, you know, because you complain, it's poor man, this poor man who's not in the business. <laughs> Sam, we stand. With Sam, we love Sam. These are the things <laughs> that I would say. Chill out. Stop panicking. Know, know what you do is good. Know what you, even now that makes me feel icky to say, you know. It's true. It's, really, it, it's hard. It's hard just relax that would be it just relax just do your job and everything else will just fall into place Amazing. Guys, it's so lovely to talk to you yeah it's oh, been great thank you for sharing so nice to chat i'll see you guys later bye oh wasn't that amazing to talk to jenna and she was just so open and um just gave the most honest answers i just thought what a pleasure that was amazing yeah and honestly her in come from away it is such have you seen it no 
Oh my gosh. Okay. That's what we're going to go see when <laughs> it is so good. And she is stunning in it. The whole show is just, you know, anyone who's seen it, it is one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. And she is amazing in it. She is absolutely amazing in it. And, you know, I can't believe that whole story of nobody taking a chance on her to be, you know, a principal. I can't believe it took 20 years into her career because she's so good. I'm so excited to go and watch that. It's going to, oh, it's going to be really good. So this is the section we call What the Fuck Happened. And it's a shame that Jenna didn't have time to join us with this one, but we are going to do it anyway because we love it. We know you love it too. And it's my week, so you don't know the story. So I'm going to read it to you. And Liam, I'm going to ask you this week if you've got any wisdom you'd like to tell our viewers or maybe something you'd like to share. Are you ready? Oh, God, I think so. (laughs) This is a really good one. Thank you again um, for everyone that's been sending in your stories. They are very funny and we are loving reading them. It's 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 been so fun. This one I chose. I just it just made me laugh. So I thought, why not? Are you ready? Okay, go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) During a recall for a UK tour, I was given sides for a role that I prepared for for days. When I got in the room, they asked me to sing two songs that I'd never seen before. They were in a different packet that my agent never attached in my email. Oh my God. I didn't know the songs because it was for a completely different character. I did my best to sight read it. And after a few bars, I started monologuing the song, giving it some kind (laughs) of Shakespearean treatment. Yeah, Christ. the creators. I know the creators were sitting there with their mouths open, cracking up. I think they were in shock. Oh I made a choice. God. Safe to say, I will never go in for this tour again. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. That's savage, isn't it? Has Have you ever? Has that ever happened oh, to you? Where they've god. been? Where they've been like, I'm really sorry, <laughs> or you've just had to sort of like think on your feet, or I don't know. I mean. I mean, I've never, I've never been in a room and for them to whack out a song I'd never heard. I mean, that is, that is a horror. St- I, that is like absolute nightmare stuff. But, but I tell you, you what, if you were them. Would you, would you try? Would you try and? I sing think you've on, got I mean, to because it's, it's obvious that you know there's obviously been a miscommunication between you and your agent, not with them and your agent. So it's kind of on you. So you've got to do something. I do really feel for that person. You've got to do something. But there was one time it was completely my fault. I was in for. A musical and I prepared all the stuff that I was meant to prepare and whatever and it was for it was for this particular part but the song of that character wasn't asked of me so I had to just come and sing two songs of my own and stupid me didn't actually really listen to I mean I knew it a bit but I didn't really listen to the song of that character so anyway I'm in the room and I do the two songs and they're like wow 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 amazing 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 and then they go look we know we didn't ask for it but do you know their song and what do I say to them? I can't say no I don't know it even though I should have done so I was just sort of like well yeah like you know let's have a go and I god I just wish I said no because I didn't know it I did not know it and the guy just starts plonking away on the piano and and I'm just there like I don't know the words I don't know even know the melody I don't know anything about so I sort of start and then I go oh do you know I don't I don't really know it I'll just come over to the piano and then I'm like stood behind the pianist in the corner of the room sort of reading over his shoulder thinking it's like Liam Jefford live lounge sessions or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was. But anyway, and I sort of got through a bit of it and they sort of all stopped and were like, oh yeah, that's fine. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> like it was pretty clear I didn't know it. 
What did you think was going to happen when you went behind the piano? Did you think you just automatically be like, oh, sheet music? Yeah, well, I, I can learn that in three seconds. I thought, I thought at the least I could pick out some of the words. <laughs> Because in the middle, I had no idea what was going on. I thought, well, I'll just like, I'll just pick out some of the words. And I think I probably did end up delivering it sort of like a monologue. <laughs> Giving it the Shakespearean treatment. Did you, can Not we know that. what song this was? Do you even know what song this is now? I, I know what the characters in the show, but I don't want to say because I can't. But it was just funny. It was just funny. And I would... Now, you know, even if they don't ask for the song of the character and they've only asked for two songs of your own, I would always now be at least a little bit familiar with the song just in case they ask. Because, you know, that is the the idea is that you impress them so much that they want to hear you sing the song. It, yeah. just, reminded, it just reminded me of this. When, when I was like 18 and I was auditioning for like drama school and no, I didn't, I didn't go to like... I didn't have like drama school classes. I was just like, yeah, I just want to go and dance and sing and act. And yeah, I'm going to audition. So it was for, um, I was auditioning for um, uh, Guild, Guildford School, Guildford. Yeah, Guildford GSA, School. Yeah. yeah, GSA, yeah. I can't remember the bloody name of the school. <laughs> but yeah, I was auditioning for GSA. Hadn't read the brief properly. Hadn't really, like I'd sort of just like practiced in this little corridor at school, like my monologues. All the other ones had asked for like a Shakespeare and like a song. Um, and a contemporary like standard um, so I got in and they were like what's your monologue and I was like it's Titania from A Midsummer Night's Dream this like 18 year old I think I'd done it for like A level like drama or something oh gosh. and they were like we only asked we asked for two contemporary monologues <laughs> and I was like oh I don't have another one and they were like oh just do some of that and it, obviously it was shit and then they went, okay, well, let's hear your song. And by this point, I'm like, poor, like, little 18-year-old, just there, like, oh, God, this is awful. This is the worst day of my life. And they said, what's your song? And I was like, oh, it's When You're Good to Mama from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got another one? I was like, no, no I just like that one. <laughs> Oh God, you bless that like girl. Me, 18 years old, like, when you're good to mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love oh, it. God. I'd pay good money for that, I'll tell you uh, what. So would I. <laughs> Safe to say, I think that really cool. oh, So good. What do we do? Why do we do this to ourselves? Oh, God. Very good. So guys, if you want to follow our amazing guest, um, Jenna, she is on Instagram at Jenna Boyd UK. And the short she mentioned, um, her lockdown project, A Gift That Keeps Giving, um, is available on YouTube. So if you go onto her Instagram, she's got links all over her Instagram um, about it. She's written and directed and been a part of that creative process. And I think that's really cool. Um, so go check that out. And thank you, Jenna, again, for being a part of this episode. We absolutely loved meeting you and talking to you um about your role you could have played yeah and guys again thank you for joining and listening in and yeah just keep please just keep sending on in your uh stories because we are just loving them slide into the old dms on instagram at roles i could have played or you can give us an email to roles i could have played at gmail.com but for now thank you for listening and we'll see you next time bye-bye ciao for now